Hello everyone. Hello, hello. I'm Tony. And I'm Tally. And, and we, we are, are the Lazy, Lazy Book Lovers. This is a podcast for book lovers who procrastinate about reading and have never-ending to-be-read piles. Uh, today's episode is our Indie Authors Feature episode. Yes, so today we're not doing upcoming releases. These are some that came out last year that I've not spoken about yet. Oh, nice. So, yeah, and then we will do another one soon of some, like, upcoming releases. Um, my battery's just decided it's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'll give a bit of context. So I think we've had a few... There's been a few episodes between now and then, um, when we last did one. Um... Yeah, when we talk about indie authors that are coming up or that have come out or that we're excited about, you can submit them on our website, lazybookbrothers.wordpress.com, if you know an indie author book that you'd like us to talk about. Yeah, or you or, are an indie author. Or you can DM on TikTok or Instagram as well, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But cool. I do recommend checking out our website. Yes, because I just updated it last night. <laughs> Instagram is just Lazy Book Lovers. I think it's Lazy, Lazy Book, Book Lovers, Lovers podcast. podcast. Yeah, and we do have a TikTok, which I think is Lazy Book Lovers Pod. Um, I am extremely unactive on there, so feel free to come and hassle me on my personal one as well. Yeah, <laughs> all linked in our card. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So these are a few ones that came out sort of end of last year that I had on my list to talk about, but they did, didn't quite fit in with any of the ones we did because we were mostly doing, like, upcoming ones. Mm. So, the first one is... Um, I'm actually... I feel like I did already speak about it, but I couldn't find anywhere to say I've spoken about it. So okay. I've re- You'd have to tell me if it sounds familiar, basically. I don't know. Neither of us remember anything. Yeah, so... so <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so, this is... Um, a series of books by Dylan James Qualls. Oh, we forgot to do this guy, Matt. Natalie yeah. cannot do names. Of any description. No. No names at all. Mm. So, um... Good luck, authors. Good luck. <laughs> Which she does her best, and that's what's important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so this is a, um, a set of horror short stories. And so... The series is called A Secret History of Port Townsend. And so they're all set in this, like, fictional town. I think it's a fictional town in Washington. I think Port Townsend's a real place. Is it a real place? In, in, I feel like I, I know there's, like, a Townsend in England. But I wasn't sure if there was one. And I'll quietly Google you, Karen. Okay, yeah. Um, and the first one is called The Thing... Army engineers unearthed at Fort Warden. It is a real place. City uh, in Washington, Washington State. Oh, there we go then. So it's not a fictional town. Ooh. And the first one is uh, Volume 1. Following rumours of a mysterious supernatural phenom- phenomenon, <laughs> maintenance man Rick Concord and his young friends delve into the labyrinth tunnels beneath the old Fort Warden State Park. That was a sentence. <laughs> it probably wasn't, but it just was for me. <laughs> what they find, long forgotten at the bottom of the man-made abyss, tests the very limits of their perceived reality. Will they survive the ordeal, or will the thing at the bottom of the pit swallow them whole, open wide the void and drink of its madness in a first instalment of A Secret History of Port Townsend? 
and um, the next ones are called The Selkies of Port Townsend Bay, The Witches of Morgan Hill, and then the fourth one is Close Encounter at Cattle Pass. So they sound mm. fun. Um, it's only 30 pages, so they are short oh, stories. Nice. Yeah. They, they have like um, vintage style covers. They kind of look like uh, non fiction textbooks or something. Oh, like okay. History so it's textbooks. got like black and white. Um, historical pictures and then the the title and stuff is just like this yellow font that's just mm. stuck on it that's like it's very like school textbook yeah <laughs> and yeah looks cool. like that oh how much horror can you get into 30 pages is that gonna be like terrifying mm. is that gonna be like rah rah, rah. <laughs> that's just scary rah rah <laughs> <laughs> well I will read it and inform you. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. Um, the next one is by B. R. Russell, and this is the last zero day. Yeah, I think it's a zero, and it's the first book in the Band Algorithm Library series. Ooh. And I think it's just two book. I think it's a duology. And this is a uh, cyberpunk dystopian type. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, the cybernetics revolution knows no compromise. Lucia doesn't need a surname. <laughs> a police officer. <laughs> no, I could totally say that. Um, it's not even Lucia. It's Lu- Luciana Guterres. 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 A police officer <laughs> works 96-hour shifts. 96-hour shifts with a eugenic, eugenic hangover around the corner. <laughs> her investigation into those who stole her life is sidelined as a crime syndicate turns her precinct into a war zone. Sent for backup, she's offered experimental technology that could turn the tide if she's willing to risk mind, body and soul. Ooh. Anton Grissom's birth was a crime and his sentence is military service. Moulded into an elite soldier, his path of atonement falls away when he's caught on the losing side of a massacre. In the aftermath, he's offered a second chance at life if he's prepared to pay. And then finally, Weaver heals the broken and disposable and in the process makes cybernetics a reality. Superhuman strength, intelligence and connections to one another it could solve humanity's problems or tear society apart. But those concerns are secondary to Weaver, who just wants to see the next sunrise. All three are augmented for their own personal crusade and are on a collision course that will change the world. Oh, okay. Mm. That's quite meaty. Yeah, it sounds good, doesn't it? This, How long is this book? Like, um, 460 pages. Oh, wow, okay. And the second book is called Edifan's Rise. And they have like really cool colours on their cover. So it's like, try, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. It's, it's almost like watercolour-esque kind of landscape. Oh, it's very kind like of... Um, reds and oranges. Spacey. Yeah, it's a very sci-fi cover. Yeah. And then the second book is more greeny tones. Oh, so, it's yeah. all like swishy. Mm, swishy, swishy. Is that a good description? <laughs> swishy. And the font is like old school computer font. Mm. <laughs> like on the um, front of like Ready Player One, those kind of covers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so yeah, they sound good. I have a tangent for you. Yes, go on, please. Have you seen the new... Oh, let me just get comfy for a tangent. Yeah, yeah. All the snacks of me. All the snacks. <laughs> All my watches. We have different kinds of watches. Yeah, I just went on a watches rampage. <laughs> um, have you seen the new Guardians of the Galaxy? Hashtag not sponsored. Um, no, I haven't. <laughs> oh, can you imagine if we got sponsored by watches? That'd be brilliant. That would be a dream come <laughs> Please, can you start selling prawn cocktail in small packets? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> the um, tangent on my tangent, the train station shop, which I no longer have to go to because I passed my driving test. Woo! <laughs> um, but they sold the prawn quavers and I see them oh, nowhere I else. Them, yeah. They're nowhere else. It's like small packets. Oh, that's good. They were. They, they would be like that and like Fanta Lemon used to be my like I've had a bad that's day snack well, yeah. yeah so that's why it was my like I've had a bad day train snack I like that <laughs> and then I dissociate and eat prawn cocktail yeah that sounds good Favours on the way home it's really um, weird I haven't reason. seen the film yet no, no. oh no that, just the whole thing the cybernetics behind. reminded me of it I don't think I've ever seen any of phase five films actually that's I've kind of, I was, I used to be in the cinema, mm. like, release weekends, and I've kind of dropped up a bit, I just don't. Yeah, yeah what's the, the children that you birthed get in the way? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they do get in the way, definitely. Just gone off the hype. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know, I got invited kind of spontaneously to, mm. the, to the cinema. I think a lot of it is. I think like the original mm. Avengers crew, including the some of the Guardians, just a lot of them have become quite problematic, and it's kind of just put me off the franchise as a whole. It's, just, it's dragging on a bit. <laughs> I just want the TV shows. I just want One Division. I just want the Loki ones. That's all I want. I like Jessica Jones. Yeah, you see, bring all that back. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah, I don't know, there's a lot of them. But anyway, this one was alright. It didn't make me cry as cry as much as the second one did. Have you seen the second one? That's the one with... Yeah, I've seen the second one. Yeah. Yeah, so this one's all about, like, Rocket's past and how he became, like, the talking raccoon thing. And it's quite sad. Cause it's all about how they make the experiments of how they made these animals like him. Yeah. And there's all the like the broken animals that didn't they were the failed experiments and he's like makes friends with them. <sighs> yeah. It's pretty sad. Is is Groot growing up a bit more? Yeah, Groot's like a teenager. That sounds like he's like making like Yeah, and like just because I can't really watch Chris Pat in anything now because it's come to light of what a disgusting human being he is. Yeah. Um, and now I just I, like he's even ruined Parks for me now, and mm. I love Parks. Again. You can't love anything anymore. Like, <laughs> why are all these people trash? I'll tell you what, it's because they're all white wealthy men. <laughs> they're all trash. <laughs> <sighs> Sweeping statement that I will stand by forever. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was cute. And that's sorry, it reminds me of that. It was a related tangent to the the book we were talking about because of the cybernetics. They come to um, Disney Plus quite quickly, Mm. don't they? Mm -hmm. So yeah, gorgeous. Little straight. The cat, not him. Just to be clear, she never calls me gorgeous. And I don't offer you strokes either. (laughs) She's been so naughty. 
Are you being cheeky? You were being cheeky last time I came round. No, honestly, the older she gets, the worse she's getting. She's just, but it's like how I would be as a human, because I am mm. a human. Um, as I get older, I'm just going to care less and less. <laughs> if I were a human. <laughs> if I were a human. <laughs> I'm just going to care less and less. I'm yeah. literally going to be that old lady that doesn't care. Yeah, she like, they both turned about 16 and they're just like, no fucks given anymore. So, um, my son does karate now because mm. we thought, what what better way to channel his tendency to kick him by teaching him how to do it properly? And there's a parent of another kid that goes mm. there. I don't take my son to karate, my partner. And apparently, this parent, who is an older lady, so she might be a grandparent, just kind of cropped us the whole lesson. <laughs> And my partner was like, she must know she's doing it, but she just does not care. <laughs> what, just like audibly or like... No, but there the, is the smell. a smell. Oh. And yeah, and she walks around and wafts it about and... Well, you know what, fair play. Oh, it's like fair enough, do you know what? She might not know it's coming up, but she probably does and probably doesn't care. Well, if she's pacing back and forth... <laughs> Does that mean you're going to be silly? But I've been doing this the swimming recently mm. lesson, and honestly, I take the crop dust in it <laughs> in karate because I've had to do the dragging a naughty little boy out of the pool whilst I have a baby strapped to me, kind of vibe. Oh no! Getting my socks wet. In the swim pool. Oh, yeah. And getting him dressed so whilst he, the baby has, cries. Because he's figured out you can't get him out. Yeah. <laughs> he's in the middle. Yeah, exactly. And then he splashes me and then baby gets splashed and then when I'm trying to get him dressed, baby's crying. It's just a little drama. And then we get home and I just dissociate and sit and cry inside for a bit. In silence. <laughs> yeah, basically. So yeah, See, it's going well. Is, I was that well. child. I would have been that child refusing to get out. That was me. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that idiot she sometimes stares me in the face. <laughs> I used to do it swimming. Oh, we've really tested yeah, yeah, but we haven't. I was like, we're going to be on the ball this episode. No, <laughs> I derailed it completely. Um, so I used to do it swimming. I used to swim under the other kids and then grab their feet because I got so bored with oh, it. Well... So I used to play shark. None of the children wanted to play shark. <laughs> and probably didn't even know it was a game that was happening. <laughs> well, no, so I used to um, I used to swim sideways and then have one hand out of the pool Never so it was a fin. Yeah. <laughs> so they didn't know I was coming. Yeah, and then that's their own fault for not paying attention. The um, thing is, I was bored because it was too easy for me and I should have been moved up, but I spent so much time pissing around that they didn't know I needed up. to be moved up. So this is I mean, exactly what's happening with my son. Yeah. Um, I got a phone call two weeks ago, two lessons ago from him. So he does, we take him swimming and he's been mm. doing that since he was 18 months. But now this term he started swimming with the school as well. So he does mm. two lessons. Um, so his head teacher phoned up and was like, um, blah, 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 talk about how terrible he was. We won't be able to continue taking him swimming with the school if he carries on. And I was like, well... In his defence, you've got him in a baby pool and he's a very competent swimmer. So he's going to be pissed off, basically. And then um, 
she was like, can you or your partner come along to one of the lessons to just try and, like, witness it or whatever. So my partner went along. Oh, did, what did, did you just trump on? <laughs> um, the cat again. Um, <laughs> she put her bum on my foot and it got warm. <laughs> my partner went along and apparently he was fine. He was just bored. That's mm. all it was. He was bored. Yeah. And the lesson is they queue up right outside of the pool. Mm. They get in. Mm. Swim to the end of the pool, get up, go around and join the queue again. That's, they That's not a lesson. That's boring. And then I be getting freezing out of the pool. I'm sorry, I'd you be so bored. You can't expect five-year-olds to queue up As like an that. adult, I would be yeah. a nightmare doing exactly. that. Exactly, as an adult, I'd, I'd be wandering. Yeah. I'd be wandering off in so my, my like, queuing time. I'm sorry, this just sounds like a serious you problems and there's nothing wrong mm. with him, so... Well, that's what I mean, like, the, the sign should have been that like, if I was, like, a competent enough swimmer to swim under the other children, pull their legs and get out of the you other end faster than them... And swim with your fin out. <laughs> like... Yeah, and we had to fill out a form to say what level he was before he started. Why did you get us mm. to fill it out if you put him in the baby pool? Yeah. That's the best way to cause an ADHD kid to cause a ruckus. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. Come on. Yep. Yeah. Because it's boring. I'm sorry, that sounds boring to me as an adult. A lot of a lot of the school... That is patience I don't have. A lot of the school feedback since my son started school on my reply has been, sounds like a you problem. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's boring. Like, if, you if you can't entertain a child, that's not my problem. I'm not, as a grown adult, if you were to tell me, like, okay, we're going to take you to this pool for two hours or an hour or whatever, what you're going to do is you're going to stand in the cold line. Yeah. You're going to swim. One length. One length. Get out. Get out. Join the queue. Can you, what are you doing? She's rubbing. She's rubbing. She, oh, okay. But she likes to tooth you. Yeah, she's Can you feel rubbing. the tooth? Yeah. 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 She likes the tooth. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> do you see what I mean? She's just been a bit of a nightmare. She's just a menace. Like my daughter. <laughs> anyway, tangent over. Yeah. I just thought we were doing way too well for time then. We had two books in and it was already way too early. I was like, I need to derail this for a second. <laughs> I need Carry to on. Go on. Um <laughs> Right, the next one. The life we dream of an emotionally gripping love story. Okay. I feel like this one would make me cry. Read the description. <laughs> so we never normally do romance, and if Ooh. we do, it's usually of a smut or monster persuasion. So <laughs> why not do a a, a gripping or one? dark uh, as well? Oh, oh yeah, men you should not date. Yeah, I know. Like um, book boyfriends, I'm like, oh my god, amazing! If I met him in real life, I'd love fuck off. Uh-huh. Red flag, red flag, <laughs> red flag. <laughs> right. So this is by Jennifer Lee Pisano. Oh, I like that. Oh, you can't see. I'm giving you a thumbs up. <laughs> I was like, ah, and then I realised. <laughs> we forget you can't see us all it's the time. It's not thing at all. Right. Numb, no, that's what I had been. That's what I'd always been. Impassively navigating through my life like a hobby. Like a habit I could not define. A deep, dreamless sleep I stumbled through. And I suddenly wanted to wake up. Diagnosed with an incurable cancer. What? Fucking hell. Julia is forced to come to terms with a life largely unlived, haunted by a past trauma and regrets she cannot amend. She has built a wall around herself, insulating her from the world. But when a chance meeting breaks down her barriers, Julia begins the process of letting life back in, taking her on a journey toward love, self-discovery and a daughter she never knew. Will she be able to fully make peace of her tangled past and confront all the pain buried beneath the rubble? This is a love story about second chances, overcoming fear, and the boldness one must summon to find healing within. 
sounds emotional. <laughs> sounds like a lot of feelings. Also, that's one of one of the fears I used to have. That you would have a daughter you'd never no. have. I mean, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that I would like die before I got things done that I wanted to get done. Yeah. Hence why I went through that. Now I hope. Now I'm just tired. Now I want my. Now I look at my to do list and I'm like, I wish I was just dead. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag joke, millennial joke. Because um, as I say, I went travelling, did all that, and then a friend of mine was like, "Well, why not do it? Like when you retire, when you're 50." It's like, a, none of us are retiring when we're 50. I know. Yeah, like no. None of us are going to live that type of retiree life when we get to travel. My partner's parents are doing all their travelling now, and whenever I complain that I I didn't do it before I had kids, mm. and like, you do it when you're older, and I'm like, when? That's not happening. The only me. way I'm retiring is when I die. Yeah. Have you met our economy? <laughs> Have um, you met our government? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. so this person was like, and I was like, but what if you die? And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, well, what if you die? What if you die before you hit? What if you don't? If you die before you're fifty, well then you just like worked like a slave for like twenty years for what? And he was like, "Well, no, that won't happen." Or that? Like, How do you know? I've just hardly know you hear the idea of dying <laughs> before fifty. <laughs> to be in a conversation, huh? <laughs> it's such a weird like. I don't know. Becoming a mum when you secretly want to be dead is really weird <laughs> because, like, obviously, I want to look after my kids and I want to be alive mm. for forever to look after my kids and watch them grow up and become mm. the people they are. But at the same time, I'm still like, God, I wish I was dead. <laughs> Just looking at your kid like you're so inconvenient. I could be dead right yeah, now. <laughs> exactly. Like when I am fine, by the way. Just. This is just dark humour. Sorry, we're British. And then when I was like in my deep depression, like <laughs> last year or whatever it was, might have been the year before, and I really truly was like, oh, I wish I was dead all the time. And I'd go for a drive and be like, oh, I could just kill myself, but you're in the car and I have to keep you alive. <laughs> just look at you, <laughs> needing to be kept alive in the backseat. God. <laughs> and then my partner would always be like, don't leave me with the kids. I can't do it by myself. <laughs> so just to be clear, I'm not killing myself. It's just millennial No, she's jokes. completely fine. It's just millennial dark humour. Well, completely fine. I'm as fine as it's people passive. are of, of my age range. <laughs> We've been through a lot of once in a lifetime things. Oh yeah. We've lived through so many unprecedented times. I just it's just ridiculous, like that I could be like on the salary I'm on and still be kind of like struggling. I'm sorry, that's ridiculous. I live with my parents. <laughs> what is that? Yeah, like oh my god, so I was talking to my mum yesterday and I found out that she um she pays so much less rent than me and I was like you've got a three bed house and you only use one of those bedrooms and she went in privately no council council the hell oh okay and I was like I'm in a two bed bungalow there's ding dang <laughs> I mean I know I'm in a, a village in a village which in a village makes it more sense but I was like oh yeah serious love with your like tornado child and <laughs> Who literally we have tears every day because we don't live in a proper house <laughs> is a real sticking point for him. I reckon it might, must be some kid at school that said something to him. Yeah, I don't know. I think this is like, you know that moment, I don't know if you've had that moment, but I had this moment when I was a child when I realised that my parents weren't, were poor. <laughs> and, uh, and then I was like, 
oh, compared to the other kids at school, we're actually poor. And then um, I wonder if this is my son's moment. He's like, we don't have a proper house. <laughs> I don't know the is. My parents are not, were not well off, but they'd like save up for like big gifts. So we got like colour Game Boys before everyone else did. So everyone thought we were like dead rich. And then like my brother got a colour phone, but it was on contract. And this is where contracts were still a really new thing. Just my dad being my dad was like one of the first ones to get one. So he got a phone on contract, but everyone thought we were really rich because Gavin oh, had a colour yeah. phone. And everyone would be like saying to me, oh, your brother's got a colour phone. And then because I started working so young, I had more money than everyone else. And every- not everyone knew that I worked. So everyone thought that was pocket money. Because oh, okay. I was getting like £100 a week at 16, which yeah. I'm sorry is a fortune at 16. Um, if you had that now, that would be amazing. I mean, even now, yeah. If I had £100 a week just spending money, mate, I'm in my 30s and I can't even comprehend. Yeah, yeah, just money to waste. If I could earn £100 a week at this point, I would be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I think so. Everyone at school thought we were rich. Yeah. And then I had to be like, but I'm not. (laughs) Yeah, my ex, he's... um... His parents bought the house next to their house. Mm. Might not be for it to make one house. So everyone would be like, your boyfriend's so rich. And mm. I'd be like, no, not really. <laughs> like, yeah, they have, because they'd be like, he's got mm. two houses. And I was like, I mean, yeah, but no, but I mean, they bought two houses. That is mm. pretty wealthy. <laughs> if you, you ask me, that's pretty wealthy. Coming from Little Miss gonna be rented my whole life (laughs) (laughs) right we've gone really off track okay it's all right we're doing okay a mask of broken things a romantic thriller by tanya lynn so love shouldn't hurt but revenge can (laughs) stella has run for so long haunted by her tragic past until something snaps within Morally grey, vigilante by night and cafe owner by day. She <laughs> finds peace in the eyes of a regular customer. Nick is a detective searching for answers in two different horrific cases. One is killing innocent women, the other is torturing questionable men. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> he visits the cafe often and finds himself falling for the owner, not knowing she holds the clues he is desperate to find. So she's probably the she's the one torturing the men. The men. Yeah. yeah, good for her. <laughs> Everyone hides behind a layer of protective lies, unwilling to bear their true selves. Love is found in an unlikely place. Fear runs through the city, and hearts are tested. Whose mask will slip first to reveal the truth? So that sounds quite cool. It kind of sounds like. Um, I can't think of what it's called. It reminds me of another book I've read, but I can't think what that book's called. So mm, it's a, that's a great story. Point of story. <laughs> oh my god, the cover! Let me see. There's a little eye in the O. Oh, oh just... what have I done? It's a touch screen, isn't it? <gasps> oh, that's creepy. I, I literally oh, just I like that. that. So it's like a black and white kind of cover, but then the woman on there is in colour, and she's like ginger with her wearing like a kind of countrysidey kind of jumpery thing. Yeah, 
I thought it was a leopard print, but you're right, it's just like it's a... It's like a paisley, not paisley, what's the word I'm looking for? Knitted. Knitted, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in the uh, the title of the book, in the O, there's an I. I Ew, like I don't like that. I didn't notice that until literally just now, and I've looked at that cover a few times. Um, this is available on Kindle Unlimited, so was The Life We Dream Of. The other two are not, so just a little FYI. For my Kindle Unlimited peeps. Yeah, boy. Right. So you'll notice that these are a bit of a mixture of genres mm. today, which I thought was quite cool. That's why they never normally fit in, because I usually pick out all the fancy ones to talk about. <laughs> um, Alright, the next one. The Light Among Us by Jill George and John Deering? No, just Jill George. Jill George. Oh, with John Deering. Okay. What are, you, what are you doing, John? Get out. Who <laughs> um, <laughs> <Are> you? <laughs> so this is the story of Elizabeth Khan Cornwall. <laughs> Wait, her name is Khan Cornwall? Or did you just... Khan. Comma. Cornwall. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, this has been a bad day for me, was it even for you? <laughs> <laughs> this is top form. <laughs> So I guess it is about Elizabeth Khan. She's in gold. <laughs> <laughs> so Elizabeth Khan in Cornwall. Go. Elizabeth Khan is torn apart by the conflicts of the English class system, local poverty, her love for Henry, a man from the lower order, lower order in funny years, and her role as an heiress. As a woman without a college education, she struggles to gain credibility in her father's banks as she tries to maintain her family's long legacy of wealth and philanthropy. Amid lies, murder, smuggling, famine and restrictive social norms, Elizabeth fights for her love of Henry, the local miners and fishermen. Meanwhile, the failure of the mining industry looms over her like an ominous storm. Jill George's meticulously researched and gripping story uncovers the joys and sorrows of a brave and brilliant woman's mission to overcome the class system to create a more unified and prosperous region county our country and world wait is she a real person that's what i was just wondering or is it like fictional but real life fictional but yeah so jill george is a historical researcher so Yeah, it must just be very, like, very correct to the time period. Okay. So I was worried then when it was, like, talking about the class system and stuff, and I was like, if that's, like, a a non-English writer trying to write that, I don't know if that would translate, but if they're, like, literally a historian. Yeah, they should hopefully have it. Um, yeah, so it sounds mm. like she's a she's a historian, and, she's, and the cover mm. is quite cute. It's very oh. women's lit, the cover. Yeah. So it's like she's wearing like an old fashioned dress, grey, um, and then but looking out over like the sea and cliffs. Yeah, let's see where the title. Oh, interesting. You see, <laughs> how do I how, how do I read that without it's, without weird pauses pauses and all that? It's sounded weird. Yeah. No, seen... look if you look in the on the book this cover, the story of Elizabeth Khan, comma Cornwall. It says it on the front cover. Yeah. So that's the full title. Yeah. So we can't read, apparently. Sorry. 
I'm just a reader. What do you want from me? <laughs> just a reader looking at a book. <laughs> wondering how to say it. <laughs> yeah, it sounds quite interesting. Mm. It's 300 pages, so not too bad. Okay. It must be like reasonably fast paced to get all that in. Yeah, 300 pages. So I usually expect historical books to be chunky, 2,000 years long. I really want to read, what's it called? Hang on. I need to check. It's in my basket. Count of Monte Cristo. I want to read that. Have you read that? No, but my boyfriend has and he really likes it. Just have your little squee moment because I said boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, I've watched a few booktubers who I follow have read it recently mm. who usually just read fantasy mm. and they actually talked about how much I enjoyed it so it's made me think maybe it'd be quite good apparently it's actually quite humorous as well I can't remember it's one of the ones I have read as part of uni it's mm. my, we have to like I'd have to look at the book and figure out if I have read it yeah. or not I think I'd like to read it it's mm. quite big though but apparently it's fast paced yeah, again, I don't remember if I read it. <laughs> yeah, I read. I wish I was using apps like Goodread or Storygraph or something. I wish I'd back been using since birth. <laughs> back when I was at uni, though, with yeah. how much I read when I was at uni. Yeah, it's so annoying. I read like, like an insane amounts. My back then. my list of books I've read online basically started mm. in, like twenty sixteen, mm. and that's it. Yeah, no, I don't think I really start start keeping track until like. 2019. Some of those books. Some of those books. And then because I have no memory, people are like, have you read this? Yeah. And I'm like, that's what I'm like. I've got, let me, let maybe. me <laughs> Let me reread it and I'll see if it feels familiar. Yeah. Tell me everything about it and I will tell you if it sounds familiar. Especially so you just got to grab random shit from the library. That's what I wish. I wish I had a list of all the things I read from the library. Because yeah. I used to read some really cool books and I wish I knew what they were Yeah, called. I've got books that I remember and I've got like vague memories of the plot and I can't describe them and like no one will know what I'm describing anyway. <laughs> yeah. It's not fair, y'all. Right. <clears throat> the next one. Wandering Souls. And this is the first in the Atlas Cliff series. It's the only one out of the series thus far, though. I feel um, like this one's probably a bit, bit of me. By Angela Van Limpt. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you can't see my face. I'm just like smiling, so proud of myself, even though I'm clearly wrong. <laughs> but, <clears throat> I'm like, hee hee, I get it's it. on brand now. It's fine. <laughs> okay, so letting go is not an option. In the coastal town of Atlas Cliffs, 17-year-old Drew Harlow has a secret. She can see the dead. She's always seen them, and they've always left her alone until now. Ooh. Drew's final year of high school should be should have been fun. It should have been carefree. It would have been, if not for the accident that took the life of her boyfriend, Shane. Now it's all she could do to keep her head above water, but Drew can't shake the feeling that something was missed. Move forward, let go. There's no way Shane could have survived. That's why her best friend Piper keeps telling her. Except, if Drew can see the dead, why can't she see Shane? Drew embarks on a mission to uncover the secrets of Neptune Point, the scene of Shane's accident. As she digs into the mystery, she exposes unexpected darkness that has been buried for far too long. But someone doesn't want the truth to come out and they will protect it at all costs. 
in what means Sally's injury she can't turn back now oh that sounds good that sounds really good yeah Sounds brilliant. That sounds like a. So I mean, you just need to throw a little fantasy in, and I'll read things. Teen and YA paranormal suspenses under, and it's got a really cute cover. So it's got like um, a picture of Drew, presumably, uh, front facing with bright red hair, and it's got like uh, and yeah, and then it's got a lighthouse underneath and things, mm. spooky, cloudy yeah. and stuff. Spooky, scary skeletons. Looks good. That one. In, on Kindle Unlimited as well. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> right, the next one um, is a series called The Elven Dreams Saga by Ashley Farr-Pate. And this is, I think, yeah, I think they're all available on Kindle Unlimited. And I will read you the first. One. Have you ever seen a warrior that was a princess or a princess that was a warrior? It's a thought that is inconceivable to most, but for Renarda Silverwing, it it was who she was. Imprisoned by the goddess of war for six years, Renarda Silverwing escaped only to put her homeworld, Bengal, at risk of Damanea's wrath. Why can't I read names? Now Renarda must journey across <laughs> Earth to find warriors who are ready and willing to join her in a fight against the Drow Nation. Gosh, you're throwing a lot of things out at me here. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping her real identity hidden is her only choice because Renarda isn't just a warrior, she's a princess, and the goddess of war wants her head. Delron is a Drow warrior trained by the goddess of war's generals to fight for her cause, but after seeing the people suffering under Damanaeus rule his alliance like so many is wavering until he meets Renarda he is instantly drawn to her strength and beauty making the choice to help her that much easier but can Renarda open her heart to him in time or will her secret drive them apart so the first book's called True Beginnings and then Just a Dream Reliving the Nightmare oh that's just three of them and the fourth book in the series is just the trilogy all together Oh, um, that things escalate if the last one's called Reliving the Nightmare? Mm. Sounds like things do not go well. <laughs> yes, I would agree that that's what it sounds like. The covers look really good, they've got like mm. badass women on them looking badass. Oh, with like spooky, foresty I backgrounds like and like blue back there. Yeah, it's like warriors. Looks cool. Yep, love it. Well done. Fine. I'll add you to my list. Just add more things to read <laughs> on Kindle Unlimited. Okay, and the last one I'm going to talk about today is just a short day today, guys, and ladies, and everyone else. Um, and humans. This is called We Went for a Walk by B.A. McRae, and this is someone I follow on TikTok. 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 Jazz fingers. TikTok. TikTok. So, I've only actually got the link for it on Bones. Bones and Noble. Bones and Bones. And Bones and Noble. So, I don't know if it's on Amazon. I'll have to have a look. But I am not trying to open Windows on my laptop on your internet. So, 
Ribs was born exactly as predicted. She was right on time. Dutch was supposed to be born five days earlier, but due to circumstances out of his control, he was late. Despite the fact that these two were supposed to have been born on the same day, they're not meant to cross paths until later in their lives. But on occasion, on this particular occasion, destiny was only meant to be for 24 hours. So this is her debut novella, and it is about humanity, hardships, friendships, and there's some comedy elements. So Ooh. yeah, and I really love the cover. It's like, oh, it's like, it's like child style. Reminds like me what you of William books. Blake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope that's what you're going for. It's so okay, cute. It's yeah, with like the long legs. And, yeah, it's so cute. So yeah, follow her on TikTok. She also has a blog, and I think she does um, writing advice and stuff on her blog. Yeah, Ooh. that is my list for today. The little mixture of some other bits and bobs. It's good. <laughs> I'm just like... <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> That's quite efficient for Despite the Tangents. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's because I didn't pick out a lot today. So we'll do another one soon and it'll be um, upcoming ones. Or yes. ones that recently came so, out. Yeah, if, like I said at the beginning, if you know of indie authors... Or if you're friends with them, tell them to go check out our website and submit. Basically, yeah. Or if you've read a book or arc read it and you think mm. that we should talk about it or be aware of it, let us know. Yes, yeah, so there's a specific section for indie author submissions, but if there's just books in general that you'd like us to talk about, there is a submission box as well. Yeah. Also, if you want us to do like a themed episode of like, I don't know, recommendations featuring witches or something that was completely off the top of my head but yeah let us know yeah and we, we can sort of just do, do what do what we feel like yeah well, it just depends what it's very we're in. very mood dependent <laughs> really yeah i mean a lot of our episodes just follow my reading trends <laughs> yeah that's true that's true and then when it gets to like when it gets towards the end of the year i'm like let's do dark academia and spooky <laughs> yeah you and take over the spooky and the schooly and Schoolie, schoolie, schoolie. Um, yeah. Oh my god! Just quickly. So, um, in the village we live in, they are doing like a fundraiser for um to build a new sports centre, and so they had a art show, and people in the village mm. put in art, and you could buy it. All the kids did it, did Aww. a picture at school, and this is my son's one. It's called Superheroes. Oh, my God, that's really good. How cute is it? So this is, like, um, all of his class, and that's his little one. Aww. How cute. Isn't it adorable? So they obviously put tape on their canvases yeah. and then put paint on them, peeled the table. So it's on proper canvases, and we bought it. It's so cute. I told you, you're a professional artist now because no, you've had you're artwork paid. Yeah. paid. yeah, you've had artwork bought. So, yeah, we're going to be... So he's ahead of us then. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think. I was like, have I? And I was like, I don't think I've ever actually sold artwork. Mm. Um, and I was a bit disappointed with myself because I knew it was coming up because obviously my son was doing a mm. painting for it. They painted them at school. It never occurred to me to submit a piece of art. And I was like, oh, I should have done that. <laughs> Why did I not do that? Like, I'm technically an artist and I never <laughs> think of doing art. <laughs> so, yeah. Here we go. 
Nice. It's cute, is all I'm saying. <laughs> so, thank you for joining us today. Please come and check us out on Instagram, like I mentioned earlier, or TikTok. We do have a Facebook and LinkedIn page as well. You can come to our website and make submissions. You can listen to our episodes absolutely wherever you want to listen to podcasts, including our website. Please consider liking us following us, leaving us a rating wherever you do listen to your podcast so that we know that you're enjoying it and so we know to make more. Uh, Yes, I think by the time this comes out, or by the time we release our episode this Thursday actually, we will have clocked over 10,000 downloads total, which is insane. And weirdly, 800 of those is the depression station and fantasy basic bitch episode is it 800 is just that episode maybe because it's got such a good title yeah (laughs) and i was like i enjoy being i mean definitely all the ones with my favorite titles are in the top 10 so Mm. i'm like oh (laughs) yeah it's it's all about that title that's people's attention that's very exciting so if you haven't listened to that episode, go listen to it. It's yeah. a good episode. Apparently. According, yeah. to the, according to the evidence. According to the numbers, it's a good episode. The analytics, because <laughs> I work in marketing. I'm looking around analytics. I'm an analytics the, What is the ROI currently? We're, we're in a lot of debt with the ROI. <laughs> you count time. Oh. <laughs> so please come say hi. We Thanks like it. for all the downloads. Yeah. Keep doing it. it we love us you. very happy. <laughs> Speak to you later, guys. Speak to you next week. Bye.